0: Teaching podcasts also serve as a conversation starter for deeper engagement at House Church. We're glad you're listening. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, Really glad to be with you again, teaching uh, in our Joy Strength series, uh, where we've been talking about joy being in the presence of someone who is glad to be with you and recognizing that God is always glad to be with us. God is always glad to be with you. He fully knows you. He fully loves you and welcomes you with joy into his presence. And we talked about um, at our baptism gathering, Jesus talked about Jesus' baptism when when the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus and the voice from heaven proclaimed loudly, this is my beloved son who brings me great joy. So the joy that... God has in Jesus, he then extends to us, and and we can hear God's voice through the Holy Spirit speaking those words over us. You are my beloved child. You bring me great joy. And we've talked about the invitation to joy instead of shame, that when we know ourselves fully known and loved, that this produces joy in us, a joy of connection. The joy of connection with God, when we have that joy, it gives us a secure sense of our worth, Um, that we can face shame, those things that tell us we are not worthy. But when we do experience shame, it is also an invitation to turn back to the Lord, to allow him to heal and restore, to restore the joy of his presence, the goodness that he has for us. Doug talked about the joy of community. The fact that we need each other and when we are in the presence of other people, it increases our joy as we love one another, as we care for one another, uh, and as we point one another to Jesus. And also the, the joy of humility, the joy that comes from using our strength to actually increase others' joy, the joy of lovingly serving others, submitting to one another, and actively choosing to increase their joy, which in turn increases our own joy. And and last week, Aubrey did a beautiful job of teaching on the joy and lament, recognizing that joy actually makes space for distress. When we have joy strength, we are able to lament because we know that God is good and God meets us in those places of grief, that it's appropriate to grieve certain things. And God doesn't, God doesn't take a break in those times, but actually meets us and is glad to be with us, even uh, in the midst of lament. I wanna begin uh, this teaching just with two stories. I was reminded of, uh, actually just this morning, two instances as a child that were really formative in my prayer. And I I just was remembering them this morning. God's goodness brought them to mind. Uh, One was, I, when I was young, I don't remember exactly how old, but I used to have nightmares very, very frequently. Um, they scared me. I'm sure you can relate. I'm sure you've had a nightmare before. Maybe you have kids who are dealing with nightmares right now. Um, but I, I continued to have them and and they scared, scared me. Um, and, and then it, it occurred to me at some point that as i went to bed like i i could pray to god and ask him to to give me good dreams um that i would not have nightmares and and as soon as i began to pray that god answered those prayers and and i experienced good dreams and no more nightmares the nightmares stopped and i remember just being so thankful to god uh, and the 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 other instance when God answered another prayer, I, I grew up on a farm, as most of you know, uh, and so I had to do chores as a kid. And one of my chores was to feed uh, the calves. And I actually had to carry a, a feed bag from from one location to another. And and I couldn't carry it. It was too heavy for me. Um, and I was really struggling. I'd pick it up, carry it a few inches, and then have to drop it, carry it two feet. And that at one point I was like i don't i don't want to go have to go ask my dad to help me I'm sure he would but he's busy um so I was like well maybe i'll just i'll just ask god and so i prayed uh, that God would give me the strength to carry that feedback and i was able to carry it in in one uh, lift and carry the the rest of the way and and i remember as a kid being like man this is cool god answered my prayers uh, and those, I've looked back at those throughout my life and recognized those were really important formative moments for my faith where I recognized God. But this morning, as God brought those to mind, I recognized that something deeper was forming in me. And God was showing me this morning that as God answered those prayers as I was a kid, It it instilled this joy in me that God cared enough for me to answer these simple little prayers that I was significant in God's eyes for him to do that for me, that I was seen, that I was heard, and that I mattered to God. And I just tears of both laughter and joy flowed this morning as I recognized God's goodness in my life, even as a young kid, and the joy strength that was formed in me uh, as a child. And I want you to hear right now um, in this season where we've had to be a bit more disconnected in different ways. It can be easy in those isolation moments, those moments of feeling lonely where we think that we don't matter, that nobody sees us or that nobody hears us. And I want you to know with beyond the shadow of a doubt that you matter to God and you matter to his church. God sees you and God hears you and you matter to God. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, but there's an election happening, um, and and this election season has felt more polarizing than any that I can remember in my lifetime. I haven't been around uh, super long, but I remember enough elections, but this one just feels different, um, and it's it's been hard, I think, for lots of us in different ways. Maybe you've just disengaged, um, and I can understand that. Uh, Maybe you're all in on one candidate, maybe you're all in against one candidate, whatever, whatever space you find and no matter how you engage it, uh, this has been the space where I have needed joy strength. And so I want to invite you into the joy of our king and his eternal kingdom beyond governments and rulers. Certainly God uses governments. God uses rulers. Not going to get into all of that today, but we as followers of Jesus are invited into the joy of our King because we have been given citizenship in his eternal kingdom. And there is joy in that space. In Psalm 146, the psalmist writes, don't put your confidence in powerful people. Don't put your confidence in princes or in rulers. And then he writes, joyful, blessed, blessed, joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord their God. A little bit further down, the Lord will reign forever forever. He will be your God throughout the generations. Praise the Lord. Brothers and sisters, we have a good and gracious king, and we have been given, invited into citizenship, into his kingdom. So I invite you into the joy of a king and his eternal kingdom. And as I think about this, uh, there are lots of different directions we could go with us. Uh, for sure, but the passage that just keeps echoing in my soul, uh in my mind for the last couple of weeks is is from Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, because it has this image of a king in it. And, and it and it paints a beautiful picture of how we have been given access to our king and his kingdom. So Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Brothers and sisters, Jesus has opened up the throne room of God to us. The throne of grace. And I don't know about you, but I envision that throne room to be a place of joy, of rejoicing. The 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 Greek words for grace, joy, and gratitude are actually all related. Um, they come from a root kara, karis. Charis is grace, kara is joy. Um, and then eucharist uh, is related to thankfulness. And this word for grace is, is used to describe the Lord's favor. And it, it's, it creates this image of being inclined towards, favorable towards, of actually leaning towards someone to share benefit, to share favor. So I have this picture of God on the throne, leaning towards, freely extending and offering favor and benefit and goodness. As the Lord has extended to give Himself through Christ, gave Himself away to us, and so uh, Jesus is always, God is always leaning towards us, and, and the response to that, when we recognize that, uh, it produces in us gratitude and joy. And so we rejoice because of grace. We rejoice because someone has been glad to be with us and glad to give us goodness. God has been glad to give us goodness. That produces rejoicing and, and joy in us, the thankfulness. Uh, and there's there's been lots of different things that show that there is a deep link between gratitude and joy. And it's not necessarily Gratitude because of joy, but actually joy grows when we practice gratitude. Gratitude for God's grace and goodness in our lives produces joy in us. So I want to challenge you and invite you uh, in this week to to go the extra mile. In this this month, we're leading up to Thanksgiving. Go the extra mile to practice gratitude and thanksgiving. Um, Thank people. Thank people in your life. Thank them for their presence in their life and the way they've impacted you. Give thanks to God for His grace, the different ways He has answered prayers in your life. And so I, I just I want to invite you to just to envision this throne room of grace, this throne of grace, and God seated on that throne, extended towards you. Uh, Spurgeon, a noted preacher a theologian. Right, said this is a throne to be approached with devout joyfulness. Shouldn't we feel glad, delighted, overjoyed to be invited into the King's presence? As Bergen goes on to say, if, if you were before the throne of justice to be contemned for your iniquities, your hands might well be on your loins, but now you are favored to come before the king in his silken robes of love. Let your face shine with sacred delight. If your sorrows be heavy, tell them unto God, for God can comfort you. If your sins be multiplied, confess them for God can forgive you. Uh, that is good. That is good. P- Spurgeon closes this little section by saying, be exceedingly glad and mingle praises with your prayers. The passage invites us to go to the throne of grace to to receive mercy and grace. But when we enter that, we can't help but be thankful. We can't help but give praise and rejoice and experience the joy of God who is leaning towards us as we enter. Open hands, ready to give. So it's a throne room of rejoicing and great gratitude. And we have, and that actually strengthened us to ask boldly because not because of who we are, but because of who the king is ready to extend favor to us it's been interesting we've, we've been reading in nehemiah and i've been thinking about some of the other stories of the israelite people in exile think of esther and daniel but nehemiah has like he has access to the king he's he serves him wine but, but there's like hesitancy and and nehemiah the book of nehemiah begins with nehemiah hearing the report of israel and he goes he goes to the king and the king notices that he is is sad that he's distraught, and so Nehemiah asks for the king's favor, asks for uh, the ability to go and to rebuild the walls. And this is a this is an earthly king who extends favor to Nehemiah because there's been this relationship. How much more, friends? How much more does the heavenly king, the gracious king? delight to give us favor to show us favor. And so we don't ask on our own merit, but we ask because of who the king is. I'm so glad that God uh, met me in those simple little asks as a kid with a childlike faith that he invited me into the throne room of grace to, to meet those those requests. But how much more does the king want to give? And Spurgeon writes, we do not come to the back door of the house of mercy to receive the broken scraps, though that may be more what we deserve. To eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table is more than we could claim. But when we pray, we are standing in the palace on the glittering floor of the great king's own reception room. And shall we come there with stunted requests and narrow and contracted faith? No, it becomes not a king to be giving away pence and groats. He distributes pieces of broad gold. He scatters not as poor men must scraps of bread and broken meat, but he makes a feast of fat things, of fat things full of marrow, of wines, a feast. And I'm reminded of something my wife said uh, last October, I believe it was, she was describing communion and how we often go through life. And we're just looking for the granola bars to keep us going when God invites us to a feast in his throne room. And and Earlier this year, I um, had the privilege of hearing Sean Smith speaking, and I'm super excited. Uh, I believe he and his wife, Krista, are going to be on the upcoming race conversation, so don't miss that. Uh, but Sean Smith was sharing about how at a time he was invited along with his mentor to a mansion. And the host asked him what he wanted, if he wanted anything to eat. And Sean, in a very humble way, said, you know, maybe a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And the host was kind of just shocked. And go in the fridge and push aside thick cuts of prime rib to find some peanut butter and jelly. Sean talked about like we don't we ask for so little because we're not aware of what's on the menu. So we need to pay attention to what's on the menu god's got prime rib god's got a feast this is the king who invites us into the throne room king who has all of heaven's riches and delights to give us the kingdom jesus says it in luke 12 it gives the father joy to give you the kingdom If you need to be reminded of who is sitting on that throne, I invite you to read Psalm 145. Read it out loud. Read it out loud. Give God praise as it's a beautiful, joyful, and fantastic reminder of what kind of king we have. Give him praise as you're invited into the throne room. And then make your bold requests. Ask extravagantly for God to move For God to do what only the best king can do. So I invite you to hang out in the throne room, the throne room of the king. Go to the throne of grace. Jesus has flung those doors wide open for you and he goes in before you and invites you in to the king who is leaning towards you, eager to give you grace. Spend some time there. God gives you good gifts, already given you natural gifts, the way he has made you gifts, talents, natural abilities that God may need to remind you of that he has already given them to you. But he also gives supernatural gifts from the Holy Spirit, every spiritual blessing. Jesus says, if you parents know how to give good gifts, how much more will the good and gracious Father King give you the Holy Spirit? God has supernatural gifts for us. God has gifts that don't make sense for us for us to use, to be healers, to be people who speak truth, who, who speak wisdom, people who prophesy. So hang out in the throne room and see what kind of gifts God wants to give you as you ask. I, I envision the transfiguration, the story of, of Jesus and three of his disciples going up the hill. And as Jesus is praying, I feel like Peter and the other disciples get a picture of the throne room. And he hears God speak those familiar words. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And Peter, of course, wanted to stay there. Who wouldn't want to stay there? Of course, we want to stay in the throne room. He says, I'll set up some tents. It's good for us to be here. Set up some tents so we can stay. But Jesus says, no, we got to go back down the mountain. God, we got to spend some time in the throne room. But God sends us out. He's not casting us out of the throne room, but he's sending us out to extend the kingdom. Sending us out with the Holy Spirit, with the gifts of the kingdom to reveal and manifest his goodness, his graciousness, his kingdom. I'm reminded of my AeroPress and and Dennis Bryce actually um, used this metaphor once before. I may not be using it exactly the same way, but I have an AeroPress that I use to make my coffee in the morning. You put the coffee grinds in, dump the hot water in, you let it mix in there and then you use this plunger to push it out. I envision the throne room kind of like this, this place where the water, where we the water enter into this rich and delicious coffee, mingling with the king, getting Jesus all over us. And and then as we spend time there, we're transformed into coffee, but then it has to get plunged out, pushed out, transformed into something that looks, smells, tastes completely different. It's sent out for the joy of others. That is what our good King is inviting us into and mingle with him in the throne room of grace, come before the throne of grace to see him leaning toward us with a smile on his face, desiring to give us goodness to renew our lives with his goodness, with his joy. And then sending us out to, to extend his kingdom. Brothers and sisters, I just want to invite you into the joy of knowing what kind of king we have. The joy of being given full access to the throne of grace because of what Christ has done. And as you experience the joy of being at the throne of grace, may God give you strength from the good gifts the gracious king gives us strength to seek his kingdom, to manifest his kingdom here on earth. It is an everlasting kingdom. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast of the Renew Community. This in no way should replace the formation within a community of Jesus followers. If you are looking for a church, would like more information about Renew, or would like to give financially to this ministry, check out our website at renewcommunity.org.